Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Jessica Torini. She is the owner and CEO of JK Organizing LLC. Organizing homes and lives a professional, I'm sorry, (laughs) organizing homes and lives as a professional organizer and coach. Her purpose is to bring awareness to the importance of organizing both our internal and external worlds. Jessica, welcome to the space. Yes, 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 of course. So before we dive in and learn so much more about you, can you tell us just like a little bit and then we'll dive in about who you are? Sure, sure, absolutely. So I will start off with I am a mom of two girls, wife, entrepreneur, so wearing several hats as a professional organizer and coach. So I started my business in February of 2020 and I've been on quite the journey. (laughs) And this is what I am so excited to hear about because yes, being an entrepreneur and all those things that you said, so much going on and this will, this whole world of organizing will be very enlightening. So, so happy that you're here. Okay. So we're going to do a quick, would you rather, and then we're going to dive into the first, first official question. So Jessica, are you ready? I'm ready. Bring it on. Okay. Would you rather be able to jump as far as a kangaroo or hold your breath as long as a whale? I would jump as high as a kangaroo. Okay. Okay. Any particular reason that that came to you so quickly? I think that came to me so quickly because I don't like to be underwater holding my breath. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. <laughs> totally understand that. There's something where, yeah, there's part of me. I have a very strong admiration for water and the ocean. It is my calm, happy place. But I also respect it to be like that is the the wildlife, that is your space. And I am happy to just look at you and put my feet in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so totally understand that. Okay. So let's dive into the first official official question, which is 
Jessica, how do you define creativity? Creativity outside of the box. So um, it could be in your mind. It's not necessarily physical items, the way you think. Um, just uniqueness. We all come from a different space. Some of us are artistic. Some of us are not so artistic, but we're all creative. Mm -hmm. I love that outside of the box. So let's learn more about you, Jessica. Um, tell us about more about your journey in wherever you want to start about how you have gotten to where you are. Absolutely. So I established my business in February of 2020 as a professional organizer. And while working with my clients side by side, sometimes independently, I realized that my clients needed more. Sometimes we needed to dive a little deeper before we could even get to the external world. So I joined the Health Coach Institute in April of 2021 and certified as a life and health coach in November of 21 and decided to take it a level deeper. So I went through their transformational coaching program and certified as a transformation coach in July of 2022. So not only am I working with clients currently locally, so I'm located in Severn, Maryland. So through Anne Arundel County and all surrounding counties, uh, my radius is about an hour out, but I'm also bringing in the coaching world. So coaching is all virtual. I work with clients one-to-one -one and in a group, small group, intimate setting. So about four people max. So we come together once a week and we are working through a program over 90 days. And we start very simple. We start with what are your goals? And that's a very broad question. But thinking about what our main goals are, it could be the top one, two or three goals, breaking those goals down and planning out how we achieve those goals. And then we step into the realm of self. So working on our internal world and what are some of those challenges and how do we overcome those challenges? And then we get to the last couple of sessions of our time together. We are focusing, we're stretching out the process of organizing. So sorting, purging, organizing, and then ultimately laying out the space. And then what my clients do is they have the tools and resources to carry over throughout their home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's take it back even further because this whole idea of just the whole idea of organizing in my brain immediately is like, you need to be a certain kind of person in order to be able to immediately, I think of obviously the word organized, <laughs> you know, were you always, let's go back to childhood. Were you an, were you an organized kid? Were you that, were you always that way? Or is it something that you acquired? That's a good question. Yes. Yeah, so I actually have always been very uh, deep into the organizing. I've always had that kindred spirit with organizing. I remember helping my sisters growing up, um, keeping them neat, tidy, organized, you know, rearranging rooms, all those things. And then just over the years beyond that, just helping friends and family with different projects. And then initially, uh, 2010 is when I first thought to start my own organizing business. And I started doing a little bit of research, but it wasn't the time or space. So I carried on doing my organizing at my home and helping friends and family until it was the right time and place in 2020. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what were you doing prior to this? Uh, that was quite a journey as well. So I've done everything from customer service. I was a nanny for a while. I was teaching karate. I have a second degree black belt in Kempo karate. 
Mm -hmm. and uh, surgical assisting for a group of oral surgeons for a number of years. And I even went through the Anne Arundel County uh, Police Department Training Academy and did graduate the program. And wow. It's just a journey that I decided was not for me. So I chose to resign, but I did meet my husband through that process. Okay. So I have no regrets. I am so grateful for that experience. And I commend all the men and women of my graduating class and everybody else mm -hmm. in that field. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's so great to hear. And I love, isn't it amazing? Like all these things that we go through and all these things that we learn and take these nuggets to the next thing. And then it culminates into something that maybe we never expected, or all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, that makes complete sense. Love the way that the universe works and being able to look back and reflect on that too, seeing all the pieces and how they all come together. Yeah. Yeah. So with organizing, so I have a, um, a really good friend of mine who I grew up with, uh, who is an organizer and she, it's so funny because she had, um, jobs where that were within the business world that were very much about organizing without that label of it was business logistics. So it was keeping spreadsheets and, and making sure that things fit and all of this kind of stuff. And it's like her happy place. And when she left that world and she had three kids and da, 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 she was just kind of like, Hollis, do you think it would make sense for me to be an organizer? I'm like, oh my gosh, nothing would make more sense in this entire world <laughs> than that. And for her, I'm saying all of this because it's her happy place when she sees a mess. Like when she's meeting with her clients and they're embarrassed, she's like, oh my God, this is so exciting. How can we fix this? Do, do you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. And what I really love about it is, you know, I'm, I'm really close with my clients. I'm in, in the midst of it with them and we are sharing some deep conversations with one another. So just knowing that I'm going into a very vulnerable space with my clients and that they have that willingness to just open up and share with me. It's just, it's so beautiful. And seeing their, their transformation, their own self-transformation through the transformation of their external world. Yes. So let's dive into that a little bit more because organizing your external world, it's, it's a lot deeper because of the whole internal world going on. So could you, with, with this great combination of what you have of um, life coach and health transformation and, and organizing your space, can you help us kind of, I don't know, share some wisdom, take us a little bit more on the ride of, of um, how the internal translates to the external from your point of view? So what comes to mind for me is, you know, how our external world is a representation of what's kind of going on internally. So if we think of ourselves, kind of visualize ourselves going through a space, it might be a rough ride that we're going through um, mentally, emotionally, physically, and we are just not being able to thrive in our environment. So we're just, you know, things might be in disarray kind of all around us. But if we are able to come to a space where 
let's say we're regularly having making time for self-care and we're getting our workouts in and we're eating what's good for our bodies and feels good for us and we're socializing with people so we're having that um, community and and building relationships um, that allows us to have an environment that's more inviting more welcoming we want to be there because we have order in our life because we're feeling good on the inside so then we know that we can take ownership of the outside I love that because as you said that, it's making me think like um, at times when I'm in a mood or if I'm upset or I'm just kind of feeling like, ah, one of the things that can happen is I start cleaning, I start purging. And uh, at times when that can feel overwhelming, I just kind of, I'm like, okay, hell, let's pick a spot, just pick a spot. And I've done it where <laughs> I've literally in our living room, I just got inspired to move. There's not a ton of furniture to move around, but I like pulled up the rug and um, there's an area rug and then moved the couches and then got into cleaning the windows and then vacuuming and then just cleaning everything. And I remember my husband and son walked in and they were like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, just leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, it was, it was cleaning from the floor to the windows to moving stuff around to vacuuming and then saging. And the space felt so much lighter. Sounds amazing. Right? Yeah. It's, do you use sage at all and those kind of things in spaces? I've actually never done that. Hmm. It's, we've had a few scenario. I mean, for those listening, it's that um, when you feel stress and when you at times walk into a room and it feels heavy and there's just a lot of, it doesn't feel right. It feels off. And one particular scenario uh, when we lived out in California and we had these roommates that argued all the time and everybody was moving out and my husband and I were moving out the next day and we were in the space and we looked at each other and we said, it feels really weird in here. Like, it feels like, I don't know if there's going to be another earthquake or something like something just feels really off. And gratefully we had a garden outside that had a bunch of sage and we went through and just burned it throughout the house. And it really did. It, it really does lighten up the space. love also is, you know, different perspectives on things and how we take an approach to things such as, you know, cleansing with the, with the sage, as you mentioned, you know, there's, mm -hmm. I love the holistic space of kind of handling that perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So give us a little bit more of a window into you, into you as, so when you were younger, teenager, twenties, did you consider yourself out of the box in, in how you define creativity? It's interesting that I say that because thinking back, 
I wouldn't consider myself to be thinking outside of the box. I think a lot of my growth, especially more recently, has been through coaching and what I've learned, the tools and resources I've learned through coaching. Um, I used to be very shy, very reserved uh, when I was younger. So um, I would consider myself more in the creative space of kind of drawing and things like that and kind of expressing myself that way. But I was not as talkative. I was not as social. And I love to be surrounded by people and I love to share stories and connect and learn about others and learn all about the world around me. So it's been expansive. Isn't it interesting? That's why I love talking to people and hearing people's stories. And when asking people for a definition, if I asked you this when you were a child, you would have given one answer as a teenager, a different answer, and then so on to this point. And like you said, as we evolve and as we change, so do our beliefs and our definitions of things and our our experiences affect all of that. Absolutely, yes. So I completely understand because I was very shy too as a child. And um, uh, just, it was very different, whereas, was would talk to people, had friends and that kind of thing. But you put me in a spotlight, I'd be like, no, get that away. <laughs> you put a microphone in front of me. What are you doing? And now it's just like, okay, whatever way it can be heard, just bring it on. Yes. I love it. Yes. And you, know, it's funny actually. And I'm just looking to my right here on my desk, I actually have my setup for my podcast, which I mentioned, I've had this idea about a year ago. I was like, I definitely want to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. The space where I've gotten to the space where I've done all the things. I've, I've signed up for all the things I need to sign up for. I have all the tech stuff. I've got the equipment. I literally just need to hit play. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. So I'm like, in this process of like leveling up myself because I'm like, I want to be just as your house, you know, just getting myself out there, you know, getting my voice out there, sharing my story in whatever space that I can. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, Jessica, press start, press play. <laughs> yes, I just need to do it. Just press it because ladies and gentlemen, it's like, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for when we have something to share, when we're passionate about something, and especially when it's serving the greater good, there is nothing but good to share. That is why the microphone is there. That is why that is the beauty of our times with being able to share messages so easily because the power of good is just, we need it. Yes. Yes. And we're so blessed to have all these different venues that we can express ourselves and have a voice and be heard. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a little bit more of a window. Give, can you please give us, we're not going to have you share all of your secrets, but if you could share some information out there to help people who are just, let's say I'm the client who's like, Jessica, oh my God, I, I don't even know where to start. I am so overwhelmed. I have just a room full of stuff and I, I don't even know where to start. What would you say? Well, just like you said, hit play. I would say just get started. So yes, it can be extremely overwhelming to be looking at a room that is just filled with clutter. Where do you begin? 
Well, the greatest tip I give, and I think many people have heard this kind of around, is just setting a timer. It could be, it, it doesn't have to be long. It could be five or 10 minutes. Um, but set a timer, you know, five to 10 minutes and get started. Grab a small pile, start sorting away, getting things in, in order, and just do that. Imagine if you took 10 minutes a day, every single day, and you cleared that room out and you could carry that over to the next space, to the next space, to the next space. And before you know it, you have an entire house of organized. And it can be scary to do it alone. So I would also recommend bringing somebody along with you for that ride, whether it's a family member or a friend or just an outside perspective altogether. Um, I think it's really important to have that second pair of eyes. Because yeah. the way we see things are different from how other people see things. So they yeah. share ideas and kind of give you some guidance and be there to support you as you're as you're going through. Them. Yes. And what would you say about creating your environment? Like here we're talking about your internal world, your external world, your environment as far as I love that that you said just give yourself like that chunk of time. Do you have any suggestions on um, music or um, having something else for you around for inspiration? Yes, um, that could be different for everybody, right? Maybe it's somebody just wants to listen to songs. Maybe somebody wants to listen to podcasts that are inspiring. That's me. I fall in that category. I love to listen to podcasts. So while I'm folding laundry, I'll throw on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be just kind of having like the background noise. Maybe you're listening to a TV show or a movie. Um, process. Audible. Listen to a book on Audible. Um, Whatever is going to give you that that momentum, that energy to, to go and move forward. Have a little dance party. You know, your timer goes off and celebrate. Celebrate the small things. You yes. Just have one small pile, but that one small pile is going to lead to you tackling another one and another one and another one, and you'll hit that goal. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I love that word. It's building the momentum. And as you were talking, it made me think throwing my husband is a um he's in the other room so <laughs> no feel he'll hear me but he's heard me say it before he's kind of a hoarder for things that um which i understand a lot of sentimental value to things so what i have learned in our time of being together which has been a while is with his things obviously never throw anything away or give away without asking get permission yes that is because that that's big (laughs) yes and you don't know you know what what's personal and and has memory to one person may be completely insignificant to another person so this is where i like to meet my clients where they're at and respect the space that they're in so if we are in a space or in a stuck state on something um, we can take a pause, we can take a breather and, and give space for that. Maybe that's something that we come back to, or we look at another way to see that item. For example, if it's, I don't know, you have a collection of old t-shirts and maybe we can take a piece of each of those and we can make a blanket out of that. Right. Or maybe it's a huge, you know, stuffed animal that you won from the carnival or your dad won from you, won for you, you know, 
years ago when you were little and you've just held on to it and it's just taken up a lot of space, maybe that's something that you could take a picture of and mm -hmm. create an album. And maybe it's not a physical album, maybe you go digital. So you can come up with creative ways to capture those memories and hold on to those memories and have them for reference. Yes. Yeah, that's a great solution. Um, do you have, and I hate to compare, I'm sorry, but do you have anything to the effect of like uh, with Marie Kondo of, you know, it brings me joy. It doesn't like to make these piles. Yeah. <laughs> I love how Marie Kondo is the first one that comes up. So I don't, I don't connect myself to any particular uh, individual with organizing or yeah. style of organizing, if you will. I just say I show up as me. I come up in my, I do in my own way. Um, I help my clients organize because every client is unique. There is no one size fits all system for clients, period. No matter style. Because um, again, you know, what, what style of organizing somebody may find to be aesthetic and pleasing is not aesthetic and pleasing to another person. So you really need to lean into your client. What are they saying? What are the things that they are, um, what's coming to mind for them in their grand vision? Mm, grand vision. Being organized. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes my clients can be good at articulating what they want. They just don't know how to make that happen. So that's yeah. where I come in and help bring what they're articulating into the physical space and make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's those baby steps. So when you're working with people, do you actually do the shopping for them if they uh, need drawers or shelving or whatever, or do you um, suggest and they do it or do you do it together? It's kind of a combination. So what I do that I think is unique in a sense is I create a Google Doc for my clients and it is an organizing plan. So whatever spaces or rooms we may be working on are going to be listed on this organizing plan. And each space is going to have a little to-do list, whether that's a little checkbox for me or for the client, because sometimes the work is going to land in the hands of the client. So we'll be working together side by side for a specific period of time, but Beyond that, and in between sessions, I'll have my clients do some work as well because I'm holding them accountable. So what I'll also do is add some items of recommendation for things to buy. So I'm taking the measurements, I'm taking the pictures. We've discussed kind of what they, they want for the vision. Um, so I will do that sh shopping research. I typically go to Amazon. If a client has another place of preference, I can shop there. But what I love about Amazon is I can create a cart and then I can just use share a link or I'm sorry, share a cart, which is a link that I can send directly to my client. They just click on it and it uploads the Amazon cart to them and they just buy. Mm -hmm. easy. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that is super easy. God, isn't technology amazing? Truly. It truly is. And I really appreciate what you're saying too in we're all such different learners. We're visual, we're auditory, we're tactile and um, kinesthetic, just so many different ways of learning. So here as you're, you're such a beautiful combination of 
uh, with life coaching and then the health coach and all of this kind of bringing it all together, putting it in a Google Doc and really um, creating that visual and giving the to do's so helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's important to encompass all that, too. So, you know, some of us may learn one particular way. Some of us may learn multiple ways. So that's how you can really connect with your client and get them to where they want to truly be. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. And I completely agree when there is no one size fits all. We have different styles in ways that we work. But when you say meet your client where they are, and then you can kind of determine what is the best way for you to work together and for them to learn that, yeah, that that's the best, you know? Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Much smoother ride. In that. So, okay. So let's learn again a little bit about you, Jessica, in how for you do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? I would say more recently, I've actually started writing articles um, for magazines, which has been super exciting because I never considered myself to be a writer. However, mm -hmm. back in the spring, I actually created my first ebook. It's 10 Ways to Declutter Your Home and Mind. So it touches on the organizing component as far as um, mindset as well. Um, so I, I have to stop you there for a minute. Congratulations. Yeah. Tell me the name of it and I will put it in the chat box right here. Yeah, so it's 10 Ways to Declutter Your Home and Mind. I will put that in here. Okay, go ahead, continue. <laughs> And I'm so glad you interrupted me, actually, because, again, we need to celebrate the small wins. Um, mm -hmm. We get so wrapped up in what we're doing or we get so carried away or lost and we are so busy, 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 go, 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 that we just need to take a moment to pause, breathe, and just be grateful for small accomplishments because all those things are leading up to something greater. And that really isn't a small thing. I mean, putting together a book and putting it in one place, it's not so small. So congratulations on doing that because I love that you said also in the beginning, it's this whole thing, right? About uh, this word creativity. Um, you didn't quote unquote, consider yourself a writer. So, but you had this topic that you are passionate about and you wanted to put the information into a space to share it with people and break it down in a way that they can understand it. And that's your style. So it doesn't matter whether you, somebody has given you the accolades of being a writer or, or whatever. You're like, I am a writer and I'm sharing the information and I'm putting it together and you did it. So kudos. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, okay. So tell us more. So, um, you started writing articles, you did your ebook. How else do you incorporate more creativity in? Yeah. So another thing to attach to the writing space is I started a blog. I've only written two so far to be quite honest, but um, that's mm -hmm. something I want to dive back into as well. So just another space to kind of get the word and express my expertise and what I do. I'm getting into speaking engagements and presentations. Um, I'll actually be meeting with a realtor locally here in Maryland, and we're going to do, he's going to speak on his space as a realtor, and I'm going to speak on my space as, a, as an organizer, and kind of you know, the 
two worlds coming together. Um, oh, that's a great collaboration. Yeah, so collaboration, that's a big one for me. So I've been connecting, having a lot more one-to-one conversations with small business owners. I'm um, involved in a couple of different uh, networking communities, which has been fantastic. I do um, volunteer work, which that could be creative as well, right? So mm-hmm. I'm the volunteer coordinator for Life of Joy Foundation, and her foundation focuses on mental health awareness and suicide prevention from a holistic perspective. Okay. And that's um, th- that's very local as well. So that's within Anne Arundel County. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm very active with my church. I joined the church at Severn Run, which is on Telegraph Road out here in Severn. And mm-hmm. helping on getting hands-on with um, uh, the community there. Mm-hmm. Love being able to give back to the community and speaking on that note um, and again kind of in that creative space so I noticed that working with clients they tend to have a lot of organizing supplies which is interesting sometimes we're using things sometimes we're repurposing things but sometimes they have a whole bunch of these items left over so I had a thought in my mind what if I collected all those items that my clients had I stored those items and then I could give back my services to those in need uh, mm-hmm. environment if we're working with a family in need and they don't they're not in a healthy environment how are they going to thrive yes if i can come in and i can provide them with the tools and the resources and get everything in order for them then they can live a way different life they can um, live abundantly and they can they're going to have more energy and they're going to have more time because they're not going to be wrapped up in all the negativity and the toxicity of, of where they are. And yes. And that there are some spaces that are tricky spaces, but if we're, you know, able to come in and make a difference, or even if I can refer out and give other resources as well, it's not just about organizing, but, you know, who else do we need to get involved with the scenario? You know, who mm-hmm. can we, um, how many hands can we get, you know, um, on deck to help Oh my gosh. One family, imagine the difference. Yes. I mean, what you're saying is so beautiful. It's community. Yes, community. It's all about community. It's uh, it's recycling. It's uh, taking uh, people donating what they're not using. And instead of throwing it away, it's donating it and repurposing, like you said, and helping because yes everything that you're saying how a space is organized it it affects this whole title of this organizing your internal and external world it affects everything if you live with bare walls and dirt and nothing up to inspire you and and um, dark and no privacy all of these things it affects every part of who you are and then even I'm very visual. So even as you spoke those words, I'm thinking about what that space would look like and how it would feel. And I'm just like, ooh, yeah, that's you know, that's not a good space to be in. I don't want to. Be mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this that you're so involved in the community and you found ways. I mean, I see so many ties of what you're talking about in the volunteer work that you do. Um, you're, you're leaders in a lot of these spaces. You're like, you're leading the way, aren't you? Thank you. Yes. 
yeah, and speaking on leadership, so there's actually young professionals moving through the local chamber of commerce here. And we had met probably a couple of months ago, one time. I was like, this is fantastic. It was a couple of small business owners, all under the age of 40. And then it just kind of fell to the wayside. So I met with one of the fellow um, young professionals that was in the group. He's a real young realtor. And we were talking and man, we got to get this, this group up and running again. This would just be so fantastic. So I reached out to the CEO of the chamber and I asked her about bringing the group back together. And I, I was, I told her, I said, I would love to take the leadership over that and make sure this is something that we can follow through with and have this accountability for one another. So we're going to come together um, this coming Monday and have our first meeting, you know, coming back together in a circle. So I'm super excited about that. Isn't this, I mean, hearing you say you're obviously so passionate about what you're doing because this whole thing of, you know, when you were younger, you were shy and all of this. And now you're just passionate and you're just like, okay, give me the stage. <laughs> give me the spotlight. Yes. We're doing this. <laughs> we are doing this. So tell us more about what are some things that you do more for beyond work stuff, like for you, Jessica, to fill you up, to keep you inspired, to keep you relaxed, um, whether it's family time, personal time, what do you do more for you? What do you enjoy? Yeah. So for me, so starting off my, my day starts with self-care. Let's put it that way. I make the time. So that's a whole nother piece is you can do anything. You need to make the time and you need to commit to that. So I read um, a book by Hal Elrod. I believe I said his name correctly. Uh, the Miracle Morning. So I started following that. And there's different ways you can approach it. But um, he goes with the concept of acronym uh, SABERS. So it's silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and then scribing, which basically is your journaling. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is, for example, the visualization, since I'm a visual, I love to use Pinterest and I created a little board and it's my visual board and I'll just kind of breeze through that. I might change things up on that. Um, as far as the reading, I love to physically read a book, but I also love to listen to a book on Audible. So mm -hmm. um, I'll go with that. For the journaling piece, I actually have two separate journals because I do one and I love this. I have it nearby. I will run through it with you. But it's mm -hmm. basically kind of a check-in with yourself. So, you know, what are your intentions for the day? What are, your, what are the top three things that you're grateful for? I feel X. I let go of X. And then I write down some positive affirmations. And then, you know, what is it that I'm trying to manifest? And this is something I do every single morning. So I get up, get started with this miracle morning, and then I can kind of get on with my day, help my kids, help my husband, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, have a good drive and energy, get into work, and get going with my day. Mm -hmm. So thank you for jumping right into that, because that is usually one of my questions is, do you have a morning routine? So you just jumped right into that. Um, how old are your kids? 10 and 11. Okay. So how long is your morning routine generally? How long does it take you? So 
I usually block off about two hours, and that's because, like, a little bit before and a little bit after, because, of course, after, like, I got to get the shower, I got to get some breakfast going. Um, but, I mean, altogether, it, it's probably 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. He, so he, he chunks it down to as minimal as, like, 20 minutes. So you could cut everything down, because I think he does, like, you know, five to ten minutes for each piece of that savers. So, however, you know, you can approach it however it works for you. So that's what I want you to hear, everybody, is that you can make this work. I so often hear, well, I have kids. Will I have this? Will I have to be up early? I have to. There's so many reasons and so many excuses we can make. And, yes, they're all real. But this whole concept of self-care, we, we really do have to take priority. Yeah, and I really appreciate what you said too about, um, you know, we hear so much about gratitude, but being specific about things that you want to accomplish, the top three things to accomplish for the day. It helps us feel more focused. And um, when we accomplish them, we're like, yay, I did it. Right. And it's not even necessarily a to-do list either. So a lot of times my intentions are, I want to be present. I want to be faithful. I want to be um, patient. Planner. So all those things. There's a lot of different ways you can approach it. Yes, 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 yes. Very important. Love that. It's not just for uh, the checking off the to-do I did the dishes. I, you know, got out my marketing um, visuals or that kind of thing. It's it's about how you actually want to feel. How do you want to show up? Yeah, Hi. exactly. Yeah, yeah, which is key. That really is so interesting because, yeah, when we set that intention, when we find ourselves in a situation, I'm just thinking like even – being in the car and who can relate to this, everybody, somebody cuts you off or whatever. When you've said, when you've set an intention of I'm patient, I'm calm, you're not going to like flip off the person or curse or <laughs> just kind of like, okay, I'm stepping back from you <laughs> and I'm just minding my own business. <laughs> I'm going to be the bigger person and give, give myself that safe space. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You go off to wherever you need to go. That's good. But most importantly, you're not getting all worked up and um, getting agitated. Right. And also being able to see their perspective. Yes, we're like, ooh, like we are just thinking negative thoughts maybe instantly because that person cut me off and that really makes me angry and feel this way. What's been going on in their day? Why? What caused them to do that? Mm -hmm. It goes deeper than I'm just trying to be a jerk and I'm going to cut you off. You know, um, sometimes people are really going through struggles and they can't express themselves or get a point across. Yeah. 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 And I find for me, energetically, I have to personally protect myself because I tend to be very empathic. Um, so it can be understanding like, okay, you're going through stuff. Whatever reason you did that, you did that. Maybe you're rushing somebody to the hospital. <laughs> Maybe you're doing whatever, but I'm going to step back here and I'm going to protect me. So I don't, I don't. I, I don't get the feelings that aren't going to make me feel good because that's what's important. I love that. I 
that's a very good point. We can't get wrapped up in other people's you know, thoughts, feelings, uh, the words that they say sometimes that can be so harsh. Um, you know, we just need to be checking with ourselves and keep ourselves safe. Yeah, yeah, keep ourselves safe. So, yes. Yeah. So, anything else you want to add to this list of anything you do for yourself to incorporate more creativity? Do you do anything with um, music? Does music make you feel a certain way or cooking or travel or um, anything else? So I love to create memories with my family. So spending time with family, whether that's, you know, going on a walk for nature or just sitting down and, and uh, being couch potatoes and watching a series of something or another on Netflix. Yes, that's exactly, it's having that awareness um, in order to uh, really, and just being so present. I think that's the beauty. And as I was listening to you talk, it's just the present moment. I know with my kids, uh, when, I mean, they've called me on it many a times um, when I'm sitting there and they're talking and they're like, did you hear? You didn't hear. You just left. Like, where did you go? <laughs> I was like, no, I heard what you said. They're like, really? I'm like, no, you're right. I did. I just kind of was thinking about something that I had to do. I'm like, but I promise, I promise I'm here. I'm here now. And, um, but you know, it's good when people call you on it and can kind of get you centered in that space. And when you are in that space where you're just Oh my gosh, how about when you're just laughing, like these real genuine laughs that are one time we were like hanging out with family and we were just um, uh, in the living room and I had a hula hoop that was in the living room for a period of time that we would just pick up and hula hoop. Nice. And, and we just started all of a sudden having like a hula hoop contest. And <laughs> my son was like doing it around his neck and we were timing each other and I just hadn't laughed that hard. Like one of those real belly laughs where you're just. Yes. Yes. It's like, oh my God, that feels so good. It's his release that just feels so good. Oh, and I love that you said the word release. You know, I think we need to give ourselves um, grace 
uh, for that, for those spaces where things, you know, we we're just talking about a really enlightening, you know, exciting time and space. But then, you know, when we do go through those times where things are hard and we might be in a funk, being yeah. able to sit with that, but then being able to release that and move onward and upward. Yes very important to actually allow it's this whole thing we can hear so much of okay well just move on move on move on well i'm of a belief of okay feel it so it's not repressed feel it acknowledge it and then then figure out ways to then move on so you're not stuck in it And know that you're not alone too, right? We're all going through things. We all have the highest highs and lowest lows of life. And sometimes we just simply can't do it alone. And we need to ask for help. Or maybe we're in a space where we just don't know how to, or we're afraid to, or we're concerned about what somebody may think if we go and ask for help. Um, I'll share a quick story here. So mm -hmm. I was in um, a little bit of a scarcity mindset over the summer. So my first thought went to my, what I'll refer to as my family, my chamber of commerce. Mm -hmm. We have a solid group of 38 people. So I just pulled out my laptop. I was like, you know what? I'm going to email. I'm going to email our group, and I'm just going to simply say, hey, this is this is who I am. This is where I'm at. If you're not, if we haven't connected, this is a little bit of my background. I'm in this stuck state, and I need help. Mm. The, um, I was just floored by by the response, by the overwhelming response. It was emails. It was text messages. It was phone calls. It was. Wow. I'm thinking of you. I don't know what to say, but you're on my mind. Everybody in the group had something to say. And I was, it was, I never would have thought I would have been such an inspiration to people. Um, I met with one of the fellow members for a one-to-one -one and she was just giving me, you know, props for being able to be so brave and courageous and saying, I need help. I need help. Mm -hmm. People are more than willing to reach out and help and support you. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that because that again is the whole internal external world. Um, because when you're in, which I can totally understand and relate to the scarcity, to the fear, to the anxiety that comes with that, but then to take action and say, okay, this is your community that you felt safe to be able to reach out to and um it's this human to human connection we all need it in some shape or form maybe it's not a, ma a massive group of you know 30 people that you want to reach out to but even if you just had that one person that one friend the next door neighbor a family member somebody that you can confide in yeah so you can release yeah yeah thank you for sharing that so important it's 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 those things are life changers because everybody has a story. Everybody has a bunch of stories. And some people are more willing and open to share and others aren't. Um, and you, you just don't know. You don't know what's going on. Right. Yeah. Took me a long time to be able to ask for help. So that was just huge in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Wow. So as we're getting to the top of the hour, which is crazy that time goes by so fast, um, 
The third and final question kind of wraps it up and puts a nice little bow on it, which is, why do you think that creativity is important? I think creativity is important because it allows us to simply express ourselves because there's so many avenues for us to be creative. And it's, you know, maybe it is a pen, pencil, maybe it's using your voice, maybe it's acting, um, maybe it's just community and connection. Um, mm. It just allows us to be our true authentic selves as we are. Yes, it allows. I'm writing everything down. Yes, it allows us to be authentic. It's that, that simple and that powerful. True, true power. Jessica, how can people connect with you? Oh, let's see. I'm across social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I do have a website. It's um, organizinghomesandlives.com. Email j.terini, T-E-R-E-N-Y-I, at jkorganizingllc.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are easy to reach. Yes. <laughs> You are everywhere. I'm all over the place. <laughs> so before we say our goodbyes, is there anything else that is top of mind that you feel like you didn't get a chance to say or that you want to add on to, or are you good? I think I'll just end with this. Keep it simple. We're so good at overanalyzing things and trying to conquer all the things at once, but just keep it simple. If we keep it simple and celebrate the small wins. We can we can accomplish way more than we would ever imagine. Love that. Love that so much. Jessica, thank you so much for hanging out and chatting for this hour. So appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you too. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. Thank you so much to all those who joined us live and those catching the replay. We so appreciate you. We know you could be doing anything with your hour and hanging out with us. Just so, 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 so beautiful and appreciated because we know you could be doing anything. This space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories and connecting. So please like, follow, share, all of that good stuff. I believe we've always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever. So wherever you are calling in from, we wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and look forward to speaking again soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. <laughs> Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh? 
be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't, we are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link and you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it, see what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story, because we all have one.